jumper on the way. Good! Tyus Battle nails the three! Dungey leaps and into the end zone for Dungey. A touchdown! If that's not on every highlight show tonight, then I, I don't know who's watching. Powered Green pass here, he'll get one. And he stays alive, and he's got room to the 10. One man to beat, he'll do it. Touchdown, Syracuse. And for Syracuse, party time. The upset, pulled by the Orange. They defeat Clemson 27 to 24. The penetration, step back. Oh, a pressure bucket for Tyus Battle. This is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. Powered by Drivers Village and Hummel's Office Plus. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us. No Seth Goldberg today. He's out of town. Long weekend for Seth. I'm joined in studio by our good friend Julian Wiggum. What's that? For the next two hours. Good to have you here, Julian. Yeah, absolutely. Happy to be on. Normally, we have you on the, the television version of Orange Nation, and we have to limit your comments to like six or seven minutes. You've yeah. got two hours. We have two hours today to talk football. I'm excited, man. I got so stuff to say. I'm ready to go. You always have stuff to say. <laughs> on and off the air. Uh, 315-437-7644 is the number if you'd like to get involved. Uh, we are going to talk mostly football over the course of the next two hours. Just one guest lined up for you. Coming up at 1.30, our good friend Steve Andrus from 4for4.com will be on uh, as we uh, as we set our lineups for the uh, week 13 of the fantasy football season. For many people, the final week of the regular season before the playoffs, so important to get uh, Steve's input uh, into what we should be doing with our lineups as we, we look ahead to the final week and, and then look ahead to, uh, for many of us, the playoffs uh, next week. Again, phone calls welcome at any time. Up until then, you can text us at 315-288-0644. I, I mentioned you have a lot to say both on and off the air. You said something to me off the air uh, on Tuesday that I was kind of taken aback by, and I brought it up with Seth, and uh, and we made our picks yesterday. And so I'm, I listened to you. And I, I picked Alabama to win big. You said that Pittsburgh has a better chance of beating Clemson than Georgia does of Alabama, which I, it, when you said it, my knee-jerk reaction was like, what are you talking about? Okay. Um, real quick, the Vegas line, mm-hmm. Clemson is favored by like 27 and a half. Okay. Bama's favored by 13 and a half. And I'm not saying you're wrong, but explain yourself. Okay. One, I think Clemson's overrated. First thing first, Clemson, I think, is one of the most overrated teams in the top 10 this year. And the reason I say it is because you can see certain aspects of their game where they become all of a sudden very vulnerable. Whether it's playing Syracuse, the quarterback goes out and they don't know what to do. Even with Trevor Lawrence in the game, there were parts where Syracuse is using their defense in a way that he was confused, didn't know exactly what to do. Their offense stalled out. The defense wasn't all of a sudden they weren't getting there. The front four with all those NFL players, they weren't getting there. And... Even, who, who was the second game that they struggled against? So um, they've struggled twice this year. They struggled against A&M, which yes. was week two, yes. and then they, they struggled against Syracuse. And they've rolled a very weak ACC. If we look at, even Syracuse benefit, benefited from it this year, having a weaker schedule because the ACC is down this year. Florida State isn't who they're used to being. Louisville isn't who they're supposed to be. Now, all of a sudden, Pitt's finding a way to pop up. Uh, NC State isn't who we thought they were this year. So, even Boston College has been in and out. So, they've rolled through a very easy schedule, unlike in Alabama, who is a superpower this year. I think they're one of the greatest college football teams to ever touch the field, you know, in the history of the game. And that's why I say Alabama has a great, they're going to beat Georgia. 
There's there's absolutely no uh, question about it. But Clemson has shown much more weaknesses than Alabama has. And I think that Pitt has the ability to has a better chance of beating Clemson just because Alabama at this point has seemed invulnerable. And with two attack of Aloha at quarterback for Alabama, there's I just don't see a way Georgia can win that game. Do you know what Clemson's average margin of victory is since the Syracuse game? The Syracuse game was September 29th. Don't look at my I just Uh-oh. I just added it up on my phone. Okay. Don't don't look at my phone. Average margin of victory since the Syracuse games. So they they're 7 and 0 since then. Yep. 39 points. Who they play? I, I get it, but who Boom. Did, Hang on. Who did Alabama play? And I know the, what? The, the one the one that jumps out to me is LSU. The it the, the SEC is down this year too. Oh, but the, a down SEC is much understood, better than a down understood, ACC. Understood. Okay. But is BC a pretty good team? Yeah, they're all right. Okay. Is NC State a pretty good team? They're okay. They're comparable to what you would see in the SEC outside of LSU. I'll give you that one game. That was very impressive. They shut out LSU. But if you look at Alabama's schedule, and I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying top to bottom. For you to say, the part that I'm that I'm taking issue with is okay. for you to say that Clemson is overrated, because I don't think they are. Um, they had a really tough game at Texas A&M. Texas A&M pretty good. They're a top 20 team. They, they won that game 28-26, and, and you know, they were fortunate to win it. Um but they, you know, that was week two, and they they got past it. Trevor Lawrence makes his first career start, gets knocked out of the game. They struggle with Syracuse. Since then, with Trevor Lawrence healthy and the starter, they are just killing people. And I know the ACC is down, but they they rolled NC State forty one seven. They rolled BC twenty seven to seven. I believe BC scored the first touchdown in that game, so they scored twenty seven in a row after that. And South Carolina gave them trouble in the first and second quarter, and then they win that one fifty six to thirty five. They're killing people. I'm sorry. Even this, the even the indication that South Carolina could hold them for about a half. You put them. You, I'm telling you, you put a Clemson against a Notre Dame. You put them against an Oklahoma. I, I'm almost a hundred percent sure they lose those games. I don't think. They well, make I think we're going to find out. I think we're going to find out because they they're going to beat Pitt and they're going to be in the in the Final Four. I agree. I just think that they have a Pitt has a better chance of beating them than George does of Alabama, but. Other thing, Clemson, I don't think they're going to make the national championship this year. They, I think that they lose to a Notre Dame. I think they'll lose to an Oklahoma no matter where they end up getting slotted. And then Alabama goes ahead and takes the cake because if you're putting up 21, 28 points in the first quarter ending the game right away with a quarterback that seems unstoppable, the guy's completing like 70% of his passes. He's one of the most uh, efficient quarterbacks in the history of college football right up there with Kyler Murray at Oklahoma. I just don't see a way that Clemson can hang in those football games just because of the way that they come out slow so often this year. It's been four, or five, three or four times where they've come out slow. You can't do that against an Alabama. And two, I think Alabama does it against Georgia. They've done it all season long. I, there's no way that you can tell me that uh, there's a chance, a better chance at beating Alabama, no matter who you are in the country this year, rather than a Clemson, just because there is no weaknesses on one end with an Alabama, whereas there are several with Kemp Clemson, and teams have been able to find it. You hold it against Clemson that South Carolina hung in the game for a half. Uh, you are aware that the Citadel was tied with Alabama at halftime, right? You're aware of that. Aww. That was like two weeks ago. Because they, okay, I'm sure, and this is my this is my thing. I am sure Alabama came in there with the most vanilla game plan ever. It probably had four plays in it: shots downfield and run the ball. You incomplete a few downfield, which has nothing to do with if you're a good team or not. 
You run the ball if those gaps are clogged up. Mind you, this is all just football here, not even using the numbers logic. If you fill up all those gaps, you take shots downfield, you got a good chance to stay in the game for a little while. All of a sudden, Alabama starts using their playbook, the game breaks up. What was the end score of that? Yeah, I mean, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's I, that's what I thought because I, I mean, I've been there. I just said the same thing about Clemson, though. It was close for a half, and then they blew them out. You could say that about Clemson for three different games. Okay. All right. And that's Alabama once. And you could say in Alabama, they just come out playing with people. It's like, do we want to just flick you for a little while and then slap you out of the way? Or at this point, they're just playing with their food. Georgia's played five ranked opponents this year. They're 4-1 and one in those games. The one loss was to LSU at LSU. Uh, they crushed Florida. They crushed Kentucky. They crushed Auburn. They crushed South Carolina. I mean, all double-digit wins. And, and uh, My point is, Georgia's good. Georgia is good. Pittsburgh is not. Which is, again, my knee-jerk reaction to that statement is... Of course Georgia has a better chance because Georgia's better than Pittsburgh is. You know, I just realized the last time I was on this show, uh, I came on here and I said Syracuse would win 10 games. They likely could this year. And again... So I you're telling me I need to shut up because you were right at the beginning of the season. No, no, no. I'm just going to I'm just gonna continue my trend of saying wild but possibly true things. If Alabama loses this year, I will run outside right here in my underwear. How okay. about that? All right, they're not going to lose. It's just that's it's, true. There's no chance. Well, neither neither Alabama or Clemson are going to lose this weekend, so it's a hypothetical. We're Absolutely. not we're not going to know the answer. Um, Watch, Pitt's going to keep it close. Be concerned. <laughs> Watch, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you can just see how it's going this year. You're Clemson. calling your shot. You think oh, you think Pittsburgh's going to win? I don't think they're going to win, but it will be much closer than people are expecting. We're going to see Clemson to be the frauds that they are. Frauds. Well, that game, by the way, does not impact SU at all. You would think that it does, but it doesn't. Because if Pittsburgh wins the game, they're going to the New Year's Six. If they lose the game, they're not touching the, the, the Pinstripe Bowl or the Camping World Bowl. And if you know Clemson wins, they're going to the college football playoff. And if they lose, they're still going to the New Year's Six. So that game uh, tomorrow night has no impact on SU at all. What does probably have an impact on Syracuse, not probably, does, uh, the Big 12 championship. Yes. Unless the Camping World Bowl is picking SU no matter what, because they, they get the first pick, we know that, after the New Year's Six, and Syracuse is going to be there, and Syracuse on paper is the best team available out of the ACC. So so maybe the Big 12 Championship won't affect Camping World Bowl. Maybe they've already decided they're taking Syracuse no matter what. I don't know. They met just the other night, and and only you know the 200 people in the room know what was discussed. I still don't know how you get 200 people in a room to discuss you know like a handful of scenarios, but okay. Um <laughs> In any event, the Big 12 championship between Texas and Oklahoma. So here's how it breaks down. If Oklahoma wins it, more than likely they're going to the playoff. Yep. Do you do you agree with that? I mean, yes. what let's so let's look at that scenario first and foremost. Ohio State's got Northwestern in the Big 10 title game. They are just a touch behind Oklahoma. Yep. They're in 6th place, Oklahoma's in 5th place, Georgia we know is in 4th place. If Georgia loses and the other two win, no chance for Georgia, right? Even if it's if it's a if it's a one possession game, let's say, does Georgia still no. have a case? No. Okay. So if Georgia loses, they're out. Then it comes down between Ohio State and Oklahoma. Let's say they both win and they both win convincingly. Sure. You give the edge to Oklahoma because they they they've got the edge now. Yep. I'm giving the edge to Oklahoma because they have a Heisman contender in Kyler Murray. Uh, I think that the college football playoff considers uh, ratings, who they want to see, what kind of games, matchups they'll have. And I also think that there's going to be a punishment for Coach Meyer this year. 
I think that's possible just because of what happened earlier on this season. I think that eventually they're going to try to hold that against him. And knowing that Oklahoma one has a little bit of a better resume, I believe, at this point, uh, and having that Kyler Murray factor and Ohio State not quite having the resume and the negative factor of an Urban Meyer and what he's been doing this year, I think Oklahoma gets a nod over Ohio State. Oklahoma, let's say, is in a close game. Ohio State trounces Northwestern. Is that enough to put Ohio State in the playoff? No, it's not. Again, because I I can't see Oklahoma not getting in unless they win on a 7-3 football game. They look horrible. Nothing goes right. Well, that's not happening with Oklahoma. They're scoring points. They're scoring so many points. And they're going to give up points. Exactly. (laughs) I was just just watching uh, that Big 12 championship game West Virginia and uh, Oklahoma and some weird Kansas State dude from Twitter. I hate Twitter now. Some random Kansas State guy comes on, and it's like, I hate this take about how the Pac-12 doesn't play defense and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, statistically, they do not. Over the last five years, they've given up the most yards, touchdowns, anything, over to, according to uh, or higher than any other conference in the, in the country. And I'm just like, there's no defense played in, in this uh, division. I don't, I don't know why. But, again— I think the offense for Oklahoma is the mo- is probably one of the best in the country, and I think that that's going to push them into the playoffs just because they have so many weapons. The firepower, Kyler Murray, probably he could steal the Heisman Trophy at this point. And it, just his uh, star power right now, I think that's more of a draw for the college football playoff, and I think it makes for a better game and a better matchup with the Notre Dame or Clemson. They do score points. I mean, they... They scored points. Last week, 59 against West Virginia, 55 against Kansas the week before, 48 the week before that, 51, 51, 52. Yep. I mean, they even in their loss, they lost 48 45 uh, to Texas, who they see in the, the Big 12 title game. Um, so this is, this is no pushover. I mean, Oklahoma is the much more difficult game. So I tend to agree with you that if Ohio State trounces Northwestern, that's not really an impressive win, no matter what the score is. When no. you look at if if Oklahoma wins, even if it's by one possession, that's a that's a better win. They they beat Texas and, and West Virginia in back to back weeks. I mean, you beat the two best teams in your conference, and I I think that that gets them in, assuming Georgia loses. I believe, so. and plus Ohio State's been kind of shady this year at times too. I think it was Purdue that they struggled against. Got crushed. No, was that Penn State? It was. It, am, I, am I right? Tommy shaking his head. That was the game they lost. Yeah. yeah. Purdue, they got crushed by Purdue. And then I couldn't remember Penn, if it was Penn State, State was a struggle for them. I, I, yeah, Penn State was a struggle as well. The play calling was the reason they ended up losing that. Penn State ended up losing that game. I, I just can't think of a reason you put Ohio State. I get their name brand. Well, and, and they, just, they just beat Michigan and beat them bad. So I mean that was that was impressive. But yeah, the Purdue game. I, I just called it their schedule. Julian forty nine to twenty. Uh, that was one of the the Saturday night games on ABC. I remember yep. watching that, and Purdue just trounced them. Yep. Um, I th- I think you're right. I think Oklahoma's resume is better. Uh, they did beat Penn State on the road by a point. Yep. And then their other impressive win, obviously, was at home, and they they crushed Michigan. Um, but Oklahoma's got. You know, West Virginia in its back pocket. And again, if they beat West Virginia and Texas back-to-back weeks, I, I think they're in. What happens if, for the sake of argument, I know you, you just said you would run outside in your underwear if Alabama loses, but for the sake of argument, if Georgia beats Bama, Bama's still in, correct? Absolutely. Right. They're the best team in college football. Okay. So so let's look at the various scenarios. If Oklahoma goes to the playoff, Mm -hmm. that means Texas will be in the New Year's Six. That means the Camping World Bowl, well, I take that back, the Alamo Bowl picks next. So the Alamo Bowl would have its pick between West Virginia and Iowa State. 
This is where it gets tricky for Syracuse fans because most likely, if Oklahoma goes to the playoff, most likely West Virginia's going to the Alamo Bowl, yep. which means Iowa State's going to the Camping World Bowl, which means the Camping World Bowl isn't exactly excited about Iowa State against Syracuse. They want West Virginia against Syracuse. Right. And that could send Syracuse to, say, the Pinstripe Bowl and NC State to the Camping World Bowl. So they sell more tickets. That's the theory, anyway. I personally, I'm cool with that, though. I I don't know. I'm. I feel like I'm the only person here in Syracuse that likes Syracuse in the Pinstripe Bowl. I think you are. Only because I I kind of see the Pinstripe Bowl as a place where I think it could be uh, up there with like the Cotton Bowl as far as prestige. One day it's starting. To, it's on the rise up in my opinion. I think it's a tier. It's a tier because one bowl of the venue. This, yes, it's a tier one bowl game. The place that it's at, uh, the venue that is being played in. Uh, I believe that it's becoming one of those tier ones where you can start to put produce some tier one matchups with whether it's a Syracuse and the Penn State which I think would be a great game at that kind of in, in that atmosphere that venue I think that'd be a great draw um, I think it's got that Christmas feel to it it's games on the 29th I believe right there it'll be wintry uh, and then just from a player perspective I, I, I hear cold when I hear wintry it's going to be cold. I mean, I've been to two pinstripe bowls when Syracuse played Kansas State and West Virginia. Neither right. one of them was a pleasant experience <laughs> oh, from a yeah. from a media perspective and a fan perspective. From a team perspective, obviously, yes, you won them both, and and it was exciting and right. and all good stuff there. It was cold. I get it. We want to go somewhere yeah. that's much warmer, like Orlando. Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. I can get with that, but. And you asked me this off air for the program, for the team, what would be the best bowl game? I do believe a trip to the Pinstripe Bowl for Syracuse will give you that nice little ESPN spotlight, your nice little time slot of what is it, like between 12 and 3.30. It'll be on television. Recruits watch that game. I remember Antoine Cordy told me he remembered watching me get knocked out. In the pinstripe ball, I'm like, oh, that's that's a great name. <laughs> Appreciate you, big dog. But the recruits watched that game, and I, I think that'd be a draw for Syracuse. And I, I get it, want to go to a warmer game, but pinstripe, I don't think that's a bad situation for Syracuse. All right, hold that thought because I want to get more into you know. You said it's best for the program, best for the fans, best for the players. I'm not, I'm not yep. sure it's it's all the same answer. So I, I do want to kind of sort through that. I would love to get our uh, listener participation going as well. Three one five four three seven seventy six forty four. Julian says he doesn't mind the pinstripe bowl. Where do you want to see Syracuse end up? We do need to take our first time out. We're back after this on ESPN Radio. Live from Armory Square, this is Orange Nation with Stephen Fonte and Seth Goldberg. No Seth Goldberg today. He's out until Monday. Stephen Fonte, Julian Wiggum with you here in the studio up until 2 o'clock. Phone lines remain open at 315-437-7644. Brought to you in part by Charles Heating and Air as we keep the bowl talk going. We'll find out Sunday afternoon where Syracuse is heading. And as we touched on before the break, again, a lot of this comes down to, or a lot of this could come down to what happens in the Big 12 title game between Oklahoma and Texas. If Oklahoma goes to the college football playoff, Texas would drop into the New Year's Six games, which means the Alamo Bowl would then pick between West Virginia and Iowa State, most likely taking West Virginia, leaving Iowa State for the Camping World Bowl, and possibly leaving Syracuse out of the Camping World Bowl if they decide they want to go with the better ticket draw, which would which would probably be NC State. If Oklahoma does not make the college football playoff but falls into the New Year's Six games, then Texas would go to the Alamo Bowl and, again, it, Oklahoma would have to win but be left out of the playoff, right? Yeah. Because Texas would go to the New Year's Six otherwise. If, if Texas wins 
they're going to the New Year's Six no matter what. If Oklahoma wins but is left out of the playoff, then Texas could drop to the Alamo Bowl, which would allow the Camping World Bowl to pick between West Virginia and Iowa State, which would be good for Syracuse. They want a West Virginia-Syracuse matchup, one would think. Um, outside of that, you know, again, Syracuse could drop to the Pinstripe Bowl. You don't seem to mind that though, so I, I, I'll I'll ask this to you. So if you're from from a from a fan's perspective, right? I think a lot of fans want to go where it's warm. Right. Uh, we've seen the Pinstripe Bowl twice in recent memory. I know it's been five years since they've been there, um, but we've seen it twice in recent memory, and we just saw a game at Yankee Stadium a, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think from a fan perspective, they want to go elsewhere, but. You know, I I don't speak for all fans. What do you think? No, I'm seeing the same thing. Uh, Cuse Endzone from Twitter just hit me to let me know that uh, Syracuse is not playing the Yankee Stadium game because it'll be too cold to show off their offense. And uh, I think that's a great complaint. Uh, one, yes, it'd be nice to go to Atlanta. From a fan perspective, I remember my mom telling me during the when I went to the Penn Star Bowl my freshman year, I would have loved for you to come to Florida and play because I hate cold weather sure. and I think that even the New Yorkers up here would love to get out of this kind of weather and go down to a warmer climate so from a fan perspective sure a warmer game a better experience to watch the game would be great got it but from a program perspective you call yourself the team of New York New, York's, know, college New team. York's college team right why wouldn't you want to play a game in New York then and actually win the bowl game or yeah and actually win the game Notre Dame came in here and kind of ate your food. Now it's time for you to come back and do something in Yankee Stadium. I think that's a great excuse to come back and play and win that game. Plus, you get to put yourself in a situation where you can have recruits come to your game. If we want to talk about recruiting, you can have those New York recruits that love that are looking at Syracuse. They have a chance to come to the game and actually watch you on the sideline, which actually, which means something because you're embracing the team in the locker room. You're getting a chance to be around those guys, and then the guys that we all I can't say, I can't say we anymore. You always come in there with the, if you see recruits, you gas them up, especially if they look good, as in they're kind of about 6'5", 220, something like that. That's when you go in there, you gas them up, you let them know how good they can play and how great they fit with your team. I would love for, to, for this team to come to New York in the Yankee Stadium because now those recruits from Jersey, New York, uh, what are some other areas near that area? I'm not quite— I mean, even Pennsylvania. I mean, even Pennsylvania. Yeah. They will come, especially if it's like a Penn State that plays. Sure, in, right. You're gonna have, you'll have those recruits there, and I think that having them come— to the game and it being right there is much more valuable than being in Orlando and seeing a nice little offense that they've seen all year long anyway. So from a program's perspective, I see the Yankee Stadium game, the pinstripe ball, as the most valuable to Syracuse football. Now, for the team, what do you want to do? I think that as, as a player, I love the pinstripe bowl because we got a little bit, especially with Marone. He never gave us freedom. I hated college football because they, we were micromanaged so much. But for about three, four days, we had free reign in New York's just don't get lost. Of course, I got lost. You know, I, <laughs> Is there a story there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we can save the story. But finish story. your point. We'll go back to your story. All right. Uh, but... You get you get your free reign. You get to, a chance to explore. And me being a Florida kid, never been in New York City. That's how I got lost. Uh, I thought it was fun though, right? Until I got lost. And then uh, for the guys who aren't from there, I think it's a good chance. But going down to Orlando, I think coach. From what I hear from the players and players who've 
been with Coach Babers back at Bowling Green, uh, they all said that he is the most player-friendly coach ever. I ex- expect him to give them a bunch of free time as well. you got Orlando, you got the theme parks, um, you've got a whole bunch of stuff going on in Orlando that you can get into. So I think both games offer a fun bowl experience. So either one I think the guys will be comfortable with as long as they get to play. And I think most guys actually want to play in warmer weather. So uh, from that perspective, either bowl game is a push in that in that, in that uh but there, so. so, but from a from a program perspective, moving forward, you think the pinstripe bowl would be better? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Just because I think that there's a, I think it's more valuable for your recruiting and your visibility to have them both the recruits right there, and then for you to actually own territory within the That's tri-state area. That's interesting. Uh, and I I would sign up for Penn State Syracuse. I just I, I, my guess is Penn State's probably going New Year's Six, right. and then you're left with like Purdue or Wisconsin or. See, I would love to have a Penn State just because if you whoop them, now it's like yo. But that would be great. I would sign up for Syracuse Penn State. I just don't think you're going to get that matchup. You know, I don't think so either. But it would be great. All right, let's go to the phone lines. We've got uh, John in Syracuse kicking us off on the show today. John in Syracuse. Hey, John. How are you? Good, you? Good. What do you got for us? I heard heard, uh, Julian saying that he thought Alabama would destroy Georgia. Uh, And I I disagree with him. Uh, Tell me why. And it's not that I don't like Alabama, because Alabama's my favorite team. They've been my favorite team for years, and the SEC's been my favorite conference for Mm -hmm. years. And I follow that SEC and Bama and Georgia all all year round, whether it's recruiting or not. And I'll tell you, Georgia is compared to Alabama, the degree is not much different in re- recruiting. They're four and five star players. It's right. unbelievably co- close. And I I think Bama is going to have all they can do to handle Georgia. You think it's going to be close? The only game? reason I would root for Georgia is I'd like to see them both get in. Nah. If, if it meant for both of them to get in, then I would root for Georgia because I, that's the best conference. It's big boy football, and I don't think there's anything else other than that conference. Georgia would have a great case if they won that. Do you think Georgia could win this game? I think they could win this game. I uh, don't think they will, but I would not be shocked to see them pull it, pull it off. So you're hopping on these ESPN airways, and you're saying... That you think? Can you please explain to me why you think Georgia can win this game? Because I've, I've got a response to you, but I want to get the exact reason. The, the matchup in the recruiting. Yes, the matchup in the recruiting is is so close, and they've got two great quarterbacks with Fromm and and uh, Justice. There, when oh, I forget this, the freshman. Yeah, I know what you're talking about the. Yeah, okay. There's not. I just and when you match up on the offensive and defensive line and the linebackers, there is not a great difference. I mean, but the one thing Alabama has is the number one coach in the country. Right. Okay. Well, here's my response. Then I'm looking at Alabama and who they play this year, and the first game that step stands out to me is LSU, and LSU recruits at a very similar rate to Alabama and Georgia. Yet somehow Alabama managed to spank them too. Just wiped the floor with them, made sure that they could not get in the game. Now, the reason being, LSU did not have the same quarterback. Uh, Jake Fromm from Georgia is one of the most efficient quarterbacks in the country. Uh, I think their backup quarterback, is uh, the five-star recruit, is also able to come into the game and make some plays uh, every so often. But again, what Alabama was able to do against even the great quarterbacks in, in conference nationally, have been able to shut them down. You know, whether it's against uh, a Missouri 
I think they have Drew Locke over there, who's an NFL an NFL prospect. Completely shut him down. They won that game thirty nine to ten, and he's supposed to be an NFL prospect at quarterback. And I get he doesn't have the same amount of talent, but again, he's supposed to be one of the best QB prospects coming out. He can only put up ten points against in Alabama. Alabama also putting up twenty two. What was the average? Twenty two points in the first quarter. I think it was. Uh, it, it's it, the amount of points that they can put. They just have such heavy hands when it comes to boxing out these teams that I think that they they, they just knock out any opponent. Whether you have the quarterback, the recruits, LSU, a Drew Lock, the even the best talent is getting shut down by an Alabama. And I just can't see a reason why it, you see them losing this foot this football game. I get it, Georgia. I I'm, I'm not saying they're going to lose the football. I, I'm saying that I think Georgia will give them all they can handle. As far as LSU goes. Joe Burrows is not a quarterback. He's, he he should be playing in the, <laughs> I mean, in the Ivy League. He's he's just he's a he's a manageable quarterback at right. best for LSU. Right. And they have no offense. Never understood why they can't get a quarterback. You're, you're spot on with that one. Uh, I mean, I, I get it. Georgia does have, they finally have the combination of a quarterback and the talent to actually put up some points. Uh, and it, this could be a game, but what, Tagovailoa was able to do that defense last year, and then his improvement this year. Um, I just don't see it. And the only reason I'm saying that Pitt has a better chance at Clemson is just because there are so many weaknesses over there at Clemson that I see that Pitt may be able to explain. I don't know if they'll have the ability to do it, but I think it's a better chance than against Alabama, who's proven time and time and time and again that they are you know the best college football team in the country and just top down, just hard to defeat. I hope you're right. Appreciate you <laughs> okay. checking in, John. Thank you. 315-437-7644. Besides, you saw Syracuse lose to Clemson, and then Pittsburgh beat Syracuse, so therefore no. Pittsburgh can beat Clemson. I mean, it, I hate Syracuse almost, prospect, I know, I'm kidding. It's, it's, I'm yeah. kidding. No, no, you're right. I, there, you know what? I, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just When you initially said that, I was like, there's no way. You're starting to convince me. Listen, man, I haven't lied since like 2009. My mom will tell you. I promise. 2009. Yeah, it's my freshman year of high school. That was the last time you lied? Yes. Good for you. At least about football. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my girlfriends don't think so. Anyway, <laughs> keeping, keeping it pushing, though. Um, what we got next? <laughs> We're going to take a timeout. We're going to regroup. And when we come back, I want to hear your story about getting lost in New York City. Oh, that was great. I'm not, not going to let you forget about that. Yeah, I was going to uh, That's not good, but you, you made it home in one piece. So that's we'll, we'll hear that story when we come back. Again, full lines remain open <laughs> at 315-437-7644. Back after this on ESPN Radio.